1: Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft, and today I'm here with Jake Jackman, who's going to take us through uh, his big wins and surprises from the Championship's most recent games.
2: Yeah, uh, cheers, Louis. Uh, glad to be back. I'll t- go through the matches from the uh, weekend, or at least my big big wins and surprises. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the biggest surprise for me um, would be. Um, the Huddersfield win at Millwall. I've, I've always said Millwall to do quite well, so it's quite surprising yeah. to see them lose, especially by three goals. I think Huddersfield are starting to play some decentish football under um Corberan, and I think that um, yeah, that it's looking a lot better for them than I guess we pre- predicted pre-season. So I think that's good for their fans. Um, Millwall, I guess, would be slightly worried to concede three goals against a team that has been tipped for relegation, but. This one game isn't it? They're still in seventh and still going well. So, um, yeah, it'd be important to see if they can uh, bounce back in the week. And I guess it's important to touch on Wickham. So, maybe not such a surprise. I actually thought they would win this weekend. Uh, yeah,
1: I did actually as well. Yeah, I can't they, disagree with you, but.
2: And they did um, get that win. It got a little bit nervy towards the end, but um, mm. got the three points. And I think it'll be quite important for them going forward to uh, have that, you know under their belt now and hopefully they'll be able to pick up a couple more because they've been a lot more competitive in games recently I felt. Um so yeah it was important though, that they got a result give them a bit of confidence that was a, a big one. And um I think I'll touch uh briefly on Barnsley because uh Watford have been pretty good so far this season in the top six. Um all this um all three of the promoted clubs have done well but I've, I've felt when I've watched them I felt like Watford have been the most balanced team of the three. So um yeah. surprised to see them go away to Barnsley but again they've um, brought in a manager well thought of in Europe and uh, got instant success there with a one win at home to Watford and, and it's similar to Wickham I think it was important that uh, Barnsley got that victory now two wins on the spin and uh, I guess over the last 18 months Barnsley's been one of those teams that go on these these small little runs of good form and then runs of bad form it seems to be really good or really bad for them but yeah they on the at the start of a a good run so yeah that was a big win and a little bit of a surprise but um yeah so they're probably the three surprising results for me i don't know if you've got any different ones or do you want to mention any teams that caught you right at the weekend
1: yeah i think i'm going to mention going back to friday night uh coventry's win over reading i know you know we've, we've talked so much and bigged up reading how well they've done you know uh were unbeaten in those eight games and then Coventry, we've said that if they stand a chance this season, and you know can push towards halfway, then you know you've got to win your home games. So to get a three-two win against Reading, I think you've got to congratulate them. And you know it's it's games like that you could say what's what's going to keep them in this division. And I think it also came as a bit of a surprise, just based on Reading's form. You know we, it, it, you know it we said last week about Reading will lose eventually, it's happened now so it depends how they bounce back but even with that loss they still find themselves four points clear at the top of the table so you know nothing to be concerned about at all but I think yeah a uh, big pat on the back for Coventry uh, winning in that game. The other game that I'd like to mention as well I think is uh, Borough's 1-0 win against Nottingham Forest. Obviously not a surprise you know Borough are doing well but I think you know again I've again nine games in now and Middlesbrough have only lost one game all season. So to get a win against, you know, a side who've just essentially pointed a new boss recently in, in the last few weeks in Chris Euton, I think um, that was quite a big win for them to keep them, you know, in, in that playoff spot and they're currently in fifth. So, uh, yeah, some certainly big wins from this weekend. And I think going back to the game, you know, Wickham's victory, uh, we've got to congratulate them because that's their, uh, first win at championship level in their history. So, uh, so yeah, um, a few records broken this weekend as well. Uh, so, that takes us into your standout players from the uh, weekend's games or these games. So, uh, yeah, who would you like to mention, Jay? Yeah,
2: there's a few um, that, that caught my eye this weekend. I think Timu Puki getting a couple of goals was important for him. Um, he sort of fell off a little bit in the Premier League and he, he's had a few chances so far this season that You'd expect him to take, and he hasn't done. But he got his goals this weekend, yep. and he, he looks like he's coming into form. And I'd expect him to be up there um, with, you know, the Armstrongs and the Ivan Tonys <clears> of this world and challenging for the Golden Boot. So I think he's probably the main one for me um, this weekend. Bought um, a, um, a couple of other ones as well. Um, thought that for um, for Bournemouth, I thought Dan Juma was good again um yeah he's been one of the better midfield players so far this season um he doesn't he's been in and out of the team a little bit but he's definitely the more important one of the more important players um for Bournemouth and hit the woodwork as well so he could have could have come away with a with the winning goal there um on another day and I think he to be really important for them going forward and uh also in that game, I think it's, it's um, I thought Graham Shinney for the derby was, was quite good. He hasn't really played too much over, since coming in, but he, he was really good at the weekend. And he, he looks like he could provide a bit of experience to that, that midfield, um, which I think will be important, especially with Rooney moving up front now. Um, yeah, I think they were the main ones for me. Uh, I think for, for, for Huddersfield. Um, I know I touched on him earlier, but I thought that Coroma was really good for them. And he looks, looks really coming through the season. He had six shots during the game. So he, he got he, had, he got one goal but it could have been even more on another day. So um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's an exciting player, 21 years of age to uh, keep an eye on over the next few weeks. And uh, in this Huddersfield team, playing the style they are, I think he's going to be one to watch, I think.
1: Yeah, um, following on from that game, I know you picked out Huddersfield's three-new Millwall as probably the biggest win uh, and surprise probably uh, from the weekend's game. Uh, so yeah, I've got a couple more players and I think, you know, I, I always say, don't know, I like to mention a goalkeeper. So I'm going to mention Ben Hamer. He was outstanding in that game, obviously managed to keep a clean sheet, is is a decent goalkeeper at this level. And, you know, with with victories like that and obviously the defence a brick wall at times in that game. I think, you know, he he played really well. And, and then you can't not mention Bakuna, who managed to get two assists. I think, you know, the problem with Bakuna is that he's been inconsistent for Huddersfield for a long time now, but he's also a player that, you know, is very capable at this level. So I think, you know, You mentioned already, but Huddersfield are taking a step in the right direction now and find themselves 12th uh, in this division. And then going back to the game I've mentioned already, Friday night, I think Matty Godden for Coventry was sublime in that game. Uh, Managed to get the goal and an assist and is the type of player that they're going to need this season. If he can find some consistency and, you know, is a provider or finding the net, then, um, yeah, I'm sure Coventry will be just fine. So I think, yeah including your players and the ones I mentioned. They're certainly the standout players of the week. Uh, but, yeah, it's that time of the year again, Jake, where we talk about managers departing clubs for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, we've, we've already seen uh, Lamucci sacked at Nottingham Forest. So who do you expect now to be next in the firing line? I'm sure there's a couple what spring to mind, but um, who, who do you think might go in this next few
2: weeks? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, an interesting few weeks. I, I think there's going to be a lot fewer um, departures than, than normal. Um, I think just the financial cost of a manager, I don't think that a lot of clubs would do it. Unless they absolutely yeah. have to, and, and it felt that with Forest they really have to, and they've got an upgrade in Chris Hughton. and although it might not bring immediate success, I know they've had a few tricky results since he's come in. I think that, um, it is going to be a, it will be a um, an improvement over time, and I think next season Forest will be stronger for it, so I think that was a right decision. Um, you look at a couple of others near the bottom, um, which is always a place to look here, and you look at Sheffield Wednesday and Gary Monk, I think that he's got to be coming mm. under, under pressure now, two defeats against two promoted teams, it's not great, um, but I'll, I'll let you talk about that a little bit more as you'll be a little bit more informed than me. Um, and I think Derby, I think Philip Koku, he came in with a big reputation, but they're in the bottom three at the moment. I think it's been a little bit improvement recently. They've picked up a few draws. They've looked a lot better. Um, but they still haven't been getting those wins. And six points from nine games isn't good enough for a team that we expect it to be challenging for the playoffs this year. And uh, I think there's been a lot of talk about yep. Wayne Rooney possibly being groomed for the for the number one job. So maybe that's something we'll see in the next few weeks. Um, look a little bit higher up the table. Maybe look at QPR, although I think that Walton's doing a pretty decent job there, and I think they're they're about where you'd expect them to be. Um, maybe Preston and Alex Neil, but they seem to to really rate him. And again, they're only, only five points off the playoffs. So maybe that would be a bit premature as well. So, it's not I don't think there's many really that I'd expect to be looking for new managers anytime soon. And um, near the bottom of the table, Wickham, Coventry, Rotherham all, all promoted. So I don't think any of those would be yeah. desperate to make a change. Cardiff. Um, had the playoffs last year but still only ten only five points off the playoffs. So again it's all, it's so bunched up I don't think it, it, there's any need for, for clubs to make change. I think it's only Wednesday and Derby for me that I think that the manager will be under under <laughs> immediate pressure. So I'll let you talk a little bit about Monk and, and i interest to get your view, views on his position and whether you as a fan would like to see a change or
1: yeah, it is interesting at Sheffield Wednesday at minute and, you know, going back to my question, I think there is only really Gary Monk and Philip Cocu realistically, that could get sacked in this, this next few weeks. I think Gareth Ainsworth did himself a huge favour this week, you know, getting a, a win and a draw and if you know, we'd have lost both of them, we could have maybe put him in that category, even though it would have been harsh, maybe, given what he achieved last season. Uh, But, yeah, Wednesday at the minute, I think 95% of the fan base just want Gary Monk to go now. It was a huge week for us, you know, facing Luton, Rotherham and Wickham, losing all three of those games. And, you know, no disrespect to those teams, but um, you've got to be picking up points against those sides, even even if it's draws, you know, and especially in a season where you're starting on minus 12. Uh, So, essentially, now, with... You know, minus four at the minute in the league table and we're we're still, you know, 10, 11 points clear from that relegation zone. So effectively, effectively, we've only gained one point all season now, Uh, which is just such a shame because, you know, a couple of weeks ago after the win at Birmingham, things seemed to be going okay. Uh, But then, yeah, four losses on the bounce um, on a day that we face Bournemouth also uh, as we record on the Tuesday, we're third in the table, I'm not expecting any any points in that game either, so you know, Dave von Chancery has announced that he's going to speak to the media on Thursday um, locally and nationally, so what that means, you know, I'm sure your guess is as good as mine um, it's probably an indicator that he, he wants to stick with Gary Monk and I've always wanted Gary Monk to do so well, but you know, and, and and in many ways, deep down, I still want him to stay at Wednesday and, you know, but, you know, it, it's a results business and results mean everything to Sheffield Wednesday at, at this time. So, yeah, I've certainly in this last week swayed to think that Gary Monk has probably got to go and, you know, that would be with deep regrets Um, and, and, you know, I'm I'm kind of talking as though he has been sacked and it's not happened. So things can change quickly, but based on form and the performances I've seen in the the last 10 days, uh, like I say as well, given the fact we were facing teams who you'd expect to be in the bottom half of the table, then it's just been so disappointing. Uh, So, yeah, to answer my question, I think if there was a manager to go in this next couple of weeks, then my money would be on Gary Monk. Uh, but then the big problem is, is you know, who do you bring in to replace him? Who who would want the yeah, Wednesday what, job at the minute? You know.
2: That's what I'm going to ask. Is there any names that have been linked, to any names that you'd like to see come in to Wednesday? Think of anybody that could come in and, and save the mm, season. Well, it's you fun, know,
1: yeah, I think at the minute, if you're going to be realistic, and I can't can't believe I'm saying this, but a manager, I think, you know, when you're still on minus four in this division and the priority and aim this campaign now is ultimately to finish 21st and above. It's just avoid relegation, you know, no no questions asked. A manager like Tony Poulis, um, I think, you know, people aren't entertained by his style of play, but as we know, is you could put him in the same bracket of Neil Warnock is that he gets results and, he, you know, he, he gets... Objectives completed, um, and you know, and that's not me saying that Poulis would even want that job because I think he's certainly a better the manager than where Sheffield Wednesday find themselves at the minute. Uh, but he's the only manager really that springs to mind where I think he would, could probably save our season, even if if it means him just signing a, a one-year contract, you know. So I'd, do you feel similar to that? Um, not sure if anyone any other names spring to your mind, but. Um, He's the only manager, I think, what could get us out of that relegation zone over the course of the next, you know, 37 games.
2: Yeah, I could possibly see Pulis being a good um, target. I'm not sure if he'd want the job. Like you say, I think there's definitely um, some doubt there. Um, Maybe Nigel Pearson as well. You know, these types of characters. And that wouldn't be a bad shout if you could track them. But there's probably wages with managers like that 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 maybe Mm. they wouldn't want to pay out. that so is really difficult yeah it's like you say you're not in a position where you can go for that transformative appointment because it's, it's all about saving your season so you need a, a certain type of character to come in so i think i think that the, those two are the, the ones that jump out but um yeah i think it's, yeah it'd be a tough ask to, to attract either to be honest
1: yeah definitely i think the the only you know light at the end of the tunnel at the minute is if we for whatever reason and you know i've not got any indicators or any clue but if if we win an appeal you know that the appeal's still pending regarding the 12 point deduction so we're still waiting on that it was meant to be completed in october but you know heard nothing since from the efl or or whatever you. so you know whether that's an announcement on thursday i don't know but um that's, that's the only thing I'm holding on to at the minute. Uh, but yeah, we, we've talked a lot about the clubs down at the bottom of the table at the minute. Let's go to the top, Jake, and uh, I'm going to ask you, which team do you predict to be uh, top at Christmas, or on New Year's Day at least,
2: anyway? Yeah, so this is an interesting one. Um, I haven't really been looking at the table too much um, at the start of the season. It's always not worth it, but now we've got nine games, I think it's it's worthwhile to look at it, and I think that the two teams that I'd expect to be near the top at Christmas um, are probably Brentford and Norwich. I think they're the two best teams in this division, um, and I don't think I've changed my mind from the start of the season. Um, I think Brentford had a little bit of a, a hangover from the playoffs, but they've, they've picked up some good results. I think Ivan Tony's starting to, to fire, and I think they're only going to get better. Um, yeah. And I think Norwich are the same. We've seen them have that hiccup, but now they're five games unbeaten four of those wins. It's starting to look like they're going to run away at the top of the division as well. Reading currently there, but there's been a lot of uh, discussion online um, talking about their, their underlying stats not being quite as good as um, first position. And I think that they will slowly start to drop off. I'd expect they've put themselves in an incredible position. If you look at their seven points, Clear of Millwall in, in in same position, so they're in a really good position to go and go and secure a top six finish. But I just don't think they've got the quality to win the league. I'd, there was a reason mm. why nobody was talking to them at the start of the season, and uh, I think we're going to see the, the better teams come through. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Norwich at the moment. They're the team that I'd really expect to be at the top of the top of the division come Christmas. But um, Brentford probably up there as well. Um, I think I'd be really impressed with them. Um, only conceded five goals all season. That's really impressive. Um, it is, yep. And and are only losing one game, so yeah, they're another one that could be up there. Um, Bournemouth as well unbeaten, but a few too many draws, but again, I'd expect them to be up there. So I think it's, we're starting to see the table form. It's a, I'd expect it to. The only teams I'd expect to come through a little higher Brentford and Norwich to, to pick up a few more wins and, and move towards those top two positions but yeah it's starting, starting to, to take shape and I think the top six teams are probably going to come from from the teams currently in the top 12 so I think um, maybe the only other team I could see coming through is, is a team like Blackburn who have scored the most goals and I think i have been a little bit unlucky in some matches but um, yeah I think it, It's Norwich and Swansea for me, Uh, Norwich and uh, Brentford for me, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, The league table's pretty much taking shape a little bit now. I think, you know, another two to four weeks' time will really get an indicator who is going to be, you know, in those positions around Christmas time. Uh, But yeah, if I were to pick a team, I'll pick one at this stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm. like you said, I'm gonna go with Norwich City. I think the they reminded me of the same team that went up um, you know, under Daniel Fark a, a couple of years ago, uh, where they kind of, you know, were hovering in those playoffs for the majority of the season, then got to December and found the fee. And, you know, like you said earlier, pookies managing to score goals now with a brace at the weekend. And I really just think that, you know, they've got the quality. They've got everything in place. They've done it before. The experience is there. So yeah, if I were going to pick a team that were top at Christmas or come the new year, then uh, my money would be on Norwich. But having said that, you know there is some really good teams in this division. A few surprises. You've mentioned Swansea already, only losing once, uh, doing really well. We, you know, they they probably uh, overachieved last season slightly, getting in the playoffs. But yeah, they they continue to do really well and they're unbeaten in four games now and then yeah there's there's just so many teams like you, you know you could even go as far as Watford who I know have recently lost to Barnsley but they could you know continue to push um so yeah it's it's again exciting as ever it's surprising even like we, I'm with you in terms of Brentford I think they'll be right up there but they they've lost three games already this season which is a, a slight shock but um again yeah the them and Norwich, I think they'll just continue to fly up the table for the remainder of the season. And and Brentford did that last year, didn't they? They were, they were around, you know, between six and 10 for, you know, the first three months of the season and, and continue to push. And I, I expect exactly the same. So, um, so yeah, I'm not going to change, you know, my thought process in, in the fact that I still think probably Norwich, Brentford, um, Bournemouth and Watford are the best teams in this division last year and you know I know three of those came down from the Premier League so uh, quite rightly so in many ways uh, but that takes us Jake on to thoughts and feelings so uh, your opportunity to pick a side of your choice and discuss how you feel about them at this moment in time.
2: Yeah I think I would go to um, the Stoke because I think they're they're quite a an interesting team at the moment. They've, you know, we've expected so much from them since they got relegated, and it's just been two very middling seasons. But um, Michael O'Neill's come in, and I think that he looks um, a really good fit for Stoke, and and I think he was ready to take a step into the club game. He obviously did so well with Northern Ireland um, that he's built up that that reputation. But he hasn't done anything sort of in the in the football league to to. Um, before. So it's a bit of a risk, but he's done really well. And I think he's he's built them into a really good team. Uh, their win over Brentford, obviously, the standout recent result. But, you know, 15, 15 points from nine games is solid enough. And I think that they're going to continue um going forward in the right direction now. And I, I think they're a team that I can see getting into the playoffs. They've got um Watford uh, tomorrow night as we record and then Reading at the weekend. So two big games. But I think they're they're matches that they can go in with confidence of winning, especially after their performance against uh, Brentford a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were so good in that game and I think that they'll they'll be impressive in these two matches as well. And I wouldn't be surprised to to see them pick up some they they'll pick up at least three points, um possibly even <laughs> even more. So I think that that would set them up um for a top six um position sooner rather than later if they manage to do that really impressed with Nick Powell this season. He looks like he's taken his game to a, a new level and finding a little bit more consistency. Uh, I think Harry Souter at the back has been very good. Tyrese Campbell has always had a lot of talent and now at 20, he's really pushing on. Two goals, four assists, very good. Stephen Fletcher adds a little bit of experience. You'll know a lot about him from Wednesday, he, he mm-hmm. adds a bit of experience. I think he's a good player to, to play alongside Campbell and I think they'll bring out the best in each other They've obviously got a lot of experience in that team. James Chester, John Obi mckell Sam Klukas, James McLean, all players over 30, but they've they got so much experience that I think that's going to lend itself uh, to this campaign. Um, Angus Gunn's come in um, on loan in goal. They've also had Adam Davies. They've also had um, obviously Butland. So they've had a little bit of turnaround in goal, so it'll be interesting to see if... Uh, Angus Gunn is a the player they use moving forward. I'd, I'd imagine that he's a the player they'd like to to be their number one this year. They still got a lot of players that, that could come in and and contribute. I think Josh Tymon's a, a good young player. I think Tom Mint, We know what he can he can bring if they manage to get him fit and firing and, and motivated. He's only played thirty minutes so far this season, but he could add a little bit at some point. Uh, I think Oakley Booth is a good young player as well. He's pretty, played six matches so far this season. So they've got a a, a ish squad and they've got a lot of talent in there and, and you look at their front line, mm. you know, we spoke about Campbell and Fletcher, but they've also got Sam Voges at the club. They've got um Lee Gregory, two players that have done really well at this level before. They just look like a team ready to take the next step now. I think they've got a manager that can lead them to it. So, yeah, they're, they're a team I'm really excited about and, and I, I've been really impressed with them so far this season. You know, it's always dodgy on this show to, to predict Stoke to do well but this year they they do <laughs> they are delivering performances to back up the quality they have in their squad and that's not been the case since they got relegated so yeah it's really exciting times for Stoke fans and I think O'Neill the manager they can really buy into and, and believe in.
1: Yeah, I've got to agree with you. I think um, at the beginning of the season, myself and you uh, recorded and we both said that Stoke could be one to watch this season and I'm still predicting that they're finishing the playoffs. Um, And I'm pleased and I'm interested that you've chosen Stoke uh, for the same reason that I'm going to choose Middlesbrough. And I think, you know, we only have to go back 12 months and we look at Stoke and Middlesbrough and they were both, you know, four, five, six positions off the relegation zone. Um, but at the same time, they were very capable of doing a lot better. Um, and then, you know, 12 months on, we find ourselves in November now. And, you know, Middlesbrough for me, they changed the manager, didn't they? And Neil Warnock and got an experienced guy in. And, you know, it's been worth its weight in gold so far. You know, we've already said they've only lost one game this season. Uh, only conceded five goals in nine games. The only concern really is that we probably aren't scoring enough goals. Um, but at the same time, I still think that they can maintain what they're doing at the minute. Um, you know, unbeaten in six games now, uh, winning four of those, uh, really flying up the table. I think George Savile's having probably one of the best games, uh, seasons of his career, a couple of goals, couple of assists. Um, and I think Yeah, it's just we talk about how this league can change and flip on its head. And, you know, you've got two teams there in Middlesbrough and Stoke who, like I say, doesn't feel that long ago. We were talking about potentially, you know, going down and they were hovering above the relegation zone. And and now we're talking about both of these sides, potential playoff candidates uh, this season. So, um, yeah, I think that both of those sides really can find some consistency like they have done recently and and really push to, you know, finishing those playoffs. And, and you know, I'd be very surprised if either Middlesbrough or Stoke finished below halfway this season. I really think that, you know, they've improved the managers. They've, you know, Stoke in particular have improved their players that they've brought in. And I know you mentioned quite a lot of them, but um, yeah, I think they're really both teams that are, you know some of the better sides in this division this season, and they'll they'll continue to pick up points. Um But yeah, touching on Middlesbrough again, it just proves, doesn't it, that an experienced coach and you know you can't get anybody better than Neil Warnock in this division really, who's been promoted on numerous occasions and probably got more experience as a Championship manager than anyone in in the Championship's Championships history. So uh, it's proving already because. You know, he's he's not brought in too many players, probably not made too many changes even. It's just a case of, you know, that morale boost in man management, you know, work ethic that Warnup brings brings. And, you know, Middlesbrough already after nine game, games find themselves, themselves doing so well. Um so yeah, I thought, you know, my thoughts and feelings would be on Middlesbrough this week just because yeah, they they, they deserve a lot of credit. And I think, you know, they they're working as a team at the moment and continue to um yeah, you know, at the minute, push that top two even. So, yeah, let's uh, let's see how far, you know, Neil Warnock um, can take them this season. Uh, but that takes us into previews and predictions, Jake. So, um, you know, a team that we've touched on already this uh, show, but Friday night, 6 o'clock, that is Cardiff versus Bristol City. What's your preview and prediction for that one?
2: Yeah, this is obviously a, a bit of a derby match, so it'll be uh, an interesting match. Uh, match to watch on the Friday night. I think um, Bristol City started so well and, and they've tailed off a little bit. Obviously, got an inexperienced coach in, in Dean Holden and Bristol City have always been a team that have been a little bit inconsistent um, really for the last two or three seasons. Um, but they've got a lot of good players in that squad. Uh, same with Cardiff. I think Cardiff were a little bit lower on the table than I'd expect to find them. Um, but yeah, I'm not really confident for the either one of these teams to win the game. So I think I'm going to sit on the fence to go for a one-all draw, but I think it could be quite a good game to watch. And I think that um, yeah, both teams really should be looking to, to get a win here. Um, Bristol City uh, have, have lost their last two um, and haven't won in five, whereas Cardiff have, have mm. lost, their, um, lost their last match and, and haven't won in four. So both teams desperate for a win. Um, I probably lean towards Cardiff a little bit, just because I think their their form will turn at some point. But I'll go for a one-all draw.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to repeat what you've said because I've got exactly the same feeling. Uh, I'm sitting on the fence as well. I'll go for a two-all draw. Um, I think you know, but it really could either go, you know, either way this one. And I also think, like you, that you know, it it could be a really good game. Uh, so yeah, unsure on this one. I wouldn't. Um, put that on my accumulator by any means uh, so yeah, I'll go for 2-2 that takes us into Saturday, 12.30 kickoff off uh, game for both sides actually, uh, Reading versus Stoke, uh, how do you feel about that one?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a huge game, I think that Reading um, you all spoke about them last week, but um, they've been really impressive under the new manager um, mm. even if they, they have converted a lot of the chances they've created and, and maybe been Run a little bit hot, um maybe converting chances to an unsustainable amount. I still think they've they've been a big improvement. They definitely look to be one of the better teams in the in the division at the moment. I think defensively the they're very good as well which which helps um I think it's going to be a tough one for Stoke, but I obviously spoke about Stoke just a second ago and uh, spoken them up so I think to to try and back myself up, I'm going to go for the Stoke win here. I think that Redden, um if, if Reading do lose, they shouldn't get too down about it. But, um, yeah, I think that they will come through and win. I've just been so impressed with Stoke this yep. season. I think that they'll, they'll have enough. And, and I'll say a 2-1 win to Stoke.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised you've said that, actually, because I think, you know, with Reading losing uh, their first loss, it, I said it earlier, it depends how they bounce back. And I think even though there's a seven-point gap in the league at the minute... Um, I think this game's going to be quite evenly matched. So, again, I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go 1-1. But, yeah, I think, you know, Stoke will come all fired up. And, you know, I I know that they can take all three points. It's just I'm unsure how Reading are, you know, going to come out of the starting blocks, if you like, after that first loss of the season. So, uh, yeah, a real interesting one there. But I'll go 1-1. A three o'clock kickoff then. So that is, again, two teams who probably going to push for automatic and, and at least playoffs this season so norwich versus swansea uh, what's your prediction for that one
2: yeah this is going to be a really really good game um swansea are so are really good in these big matches as well um we saw last year in the playoffs so a little bit unfortunate mm. to go through in that semi-final i really like uh, steve cooper and i really mm. like the squad he's put together the way he's used his contacts Um, on what is quite a limited budget despite Swansea being a Premier League team not so long ago, so yeah, it's going to be a really good one to watch Um, but Norwich just look like they're taking their game to a new level, Um, and I think that over the course of the season um, I think they're going to be too much for a lot of Championship teams, there'll be a few off days as there always are, but I think Mm. they are just at the moment hitting a rich vein of form and I think I can continue for a few weeks, so yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Norwich win
1: yeah, same as you. Can't disagree with you again. I think you know Norwich have still got that edge. You know, given the fact they're in the Premier League last season, Swansea are doing so well, but you know, with with Norwich City uh, winning four out of five last games, um, I think yeah, I've I just you know being at home as well. I've got to hand it to Norwich, and you know given the the week they've had and, you know, Pookie scoring goals now. And, you know, ev- everything's in place for a Norwich win. And, and we've already said on this show that, you know, we we still think Norwich will probably go up this season and be, you know, in that top spot, spot at Christmas. So, you know, I'd be surprised if Swansea got the victory. Um But, yeah, for me, 2-0 win also. Um So, yeah, that's that for this episode, Jake. So, uh, we've reached the end of the show. If you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now would be a good time.
2: Yeah, and get me on Twitter at Jake jackman 2 ends. Anything I write or, or do, I'll post on there. Um, you can also get the Premier League show at EPL Roundtable. I'll be hosting that this weekend, so yeah, you can give that one a listen.
1: Perfect. Thanks for that, Jake. Uh, I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter, but please remember to follow the show at ChampionshipPod, where we post each show uh, and upload it to our Pin Tweet. So we would like to take this opportunity to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time.